tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Birth mothers preparing for labor and delivery. When you are working with an adoption agency and you're pregnant and you have created an adoption plan, when you're about 32 to 34 weeks, it's time to start talking with your adoption specialist about how you would like your hospital experience to go. For some women, that's that's a hard conversation because, again, it's like when you're choosing an adoptive family, things become more real. It's concrete again, okay? It is. It's one of those milestones as you're walking through your adoption plan. Up till that point, you can't even really picture going, oh, I will be in the hospital having a child. Right. But then when you start talking about it, it's like, right. oh, and this is Right, and you create a plan. Happen. And right. so you've got your adoptive family that you've chosen. Now you're creating a plan, and in that plan, you specify how you want everything to go. And okay. the reason for it is it's almost like a letter to the hospital okay. to say, hey, when I go to the hospital, I want either the adoptive family, my caseworker, or this person, or my friend in the delivery room. Mm-hmm. I want baby handed to me, or I don't want to see baby at all, depending on what the preferences are. Mm-hmm. Um, I want so-and-so to cut the cord. You know, everybody has their own vision of what it will look like. Some women, if I've had children before, don't want to initially see the baby. And I think it's always good at some point to see the baby to say goodbye. It's hard, but then you do have finality in that that aspect. Right. And you'll always have that memory of... Correct. And my biological mother did not have an opportunity to have that moment no and that haunted her Mm -hmm. and so i i always recommend that you at least at some point during your hospital stay at least take some time with the baby okay if you're worried about struggling with bonding and attachment maybe do incremental visits with the baby maybe 15 20 minutes every couple hours 
And that way... And then taper it off. Right. And not have these extended periods. Because those extended periods are where it starts to get really hard. So when you are creating a hospital plan, um, again, this is something that you write out. It's sent over to the hospital so everybody understands exactly what your wishes are. Sometimes adoptive moms are in the delivery room. Sometimes adoptive dads are in there and they stand up at the head behind your shoulder. Uh Um, A lot of times the caseworkers are in there helping them coach through labor and delivery and really just showing support for the birth mother in, in her most vulnerable time. Right. During labor and delivery and then when it's time to say goodbye to the baby and in the hospital. And a lot of times that's not even the goodbye because these are open adoptions and so there's another visit before right. the family leaves the state and then and phone videos. calls and skypes and visits right. and and it's just like a see you later okay but when you create a hospital plan it also gives the adoptive family a really clear picture of what you want so, so they know what's expected of them as well correct from the birth mother because most hospitals if there is occupancy at least in the state of arizona if they have the occupancy to where it's okay will allow the adoptive family to have a nesting room. Mm-hmm. So the babies can go back and forth between the birth mom's room and the adoptive parent's nesting room, which is really kind of neat because everybody gets to, to bond that way. The questions that you're going to be filling out in a hospital plan are like, who do you want to be with you during labor? Mm-hmm. And these are not set in stone. So if you go into labor and your best friend came in from out of town and you decide, oh, this is who I want, then... Absolutely, you can change that. Right. It's more of a guideline than... Absolutely, a guideline. And that's a really good way to phrase it. It shouldn't be a hospital plan. It should be a hospital guideline. guideline. (laughs) Uh, Think about, you know, if you want pictures taken Mm -hmm. and when. When the baby is born, who would you like the baby handed directly to? And would you like to continue to see your baby? Now, I have had moms that say, I want the baby taken out of the room immediately. I don't want any contact. It's too hard for me. This is what I want. I don't care what you say. I want to not see the baby. If right. that's the case, then um, we'll even request after she has the baby for the baby to go to the surgical floor. Okay. I mean, not the baby, I'm sorry, the birth mother to go to the surgical floor if that's available. And that okay. way she doesn't have to hear babies crying and things like that. Right, because that would definitely be hard. That is hard. Okay. That That is hard, yeah. Especially if she wants no contact. Also, if you're planning on naming the baby, if you and the adoptive family are going to name the baby together or if you're going to name the baby and then they're going to change the name if that's what you agree to, mm-hmm. however that goes. Um, also, who's to visit you in the hospital? As an adoption provider, mm-hmm. you've been part of thousands of adoptions over the years. Hundreds? Hundreds. Hundreds. Okay. Maybe a thousand. So what percentage actually make one of these hospital plans? 95. Okay. So most. Mm-hmm. And... Do they normally stick pretty close? I would say eighty percent of it sticks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And have you heard any really outlandish? Because I think of writers from rock stars, and they have to have green M and M's in the room and whatever else. Do, does anybody come up with something that you've been shocked by? Like, oh my god, I I've never been asked that before. No. Okay. I would say probably the things that that I would look at and be. Not surprised, but kind of like, okay, like um, the aversion to hospital food. They, they, you know, just fast food only. <laughs> okay, um, right. So we've got our caseworkers running but to and from. Burger uh, King or whatever. Jack close. in the Box, yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's Nothing. pretty, pretty, you know, even keel. Okay, and pretty standard. The hospital is a really emotional 
situation for everybody. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's joy, there's tears, you know, it's the happiest day of somebody's life and it's the saddest day of another's. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it's this mix and this myriad of emotions that are, you know, up and down and this roller coaster. And it's basically like the the pinnacle of the adoption. I mean, that's that's the moment that everyone is waiting for. That's the grand finale. Okay. And so when you're when you're creating the hospital plan and you're preparing yourself, just be open and and have an, an open heart and think long term. So like if you're deciding, do I want the adoptive father in the delivery room? Well, short term, would you be uncomfortable with that? Well, yeah, maybe. But if you're standing up at your shoulder, would he really see that much? Right. He's not going to get the full But in the long either. run, is that a moment that you would cherish later on, that he was part of that experience? So right. just breaking out the long-term and the short-term thinking of okay. what is the best thing for you, for the baby, and for the adoptive family. That makes complete sense. Right. Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, with an open heart, think about those kind of things. Uh, one thing that a lot of birth moms also find a lot of peace in is seeing the adoptive family with the baby because they can get a visual of what it will look like. Okay. And when they see their baby being fed or comforted by the adoptive family, it will bring peace. Yes, there'll be some jealousy and it will be hard. Right. But they can also, again, concretely see that this is something that they're helping to facilitate for a family and for their child. And I have to say, I am getting chills as I'm saying this. There's so many times that a birth mother will have the proudest look on her face as she's watching them with the baby, knowing that she did the most beautiful thing in the world. It's really neat to watch. So the goal of the hospital plan is to gather an understanding of what the wishes of the birth mother are Mm -hmm. so that they can be accommodated by the hospital, the agency, and the adoptive family. And that's really, you know, a big deal. So again, it's not only, so everybody knows, it kind of gives the birth mother a preview of what this is going to look like. And it lets her think about, I think anytime you're going to walk into something and you know that's going to be hard, mentally Mm -hmm. preparing yourself is always a really good thing to do. Yeah. And kind of envisioning, okay, this is how this is going to look. This is, you know, how I picture this going and kind of walking yourself through it a few times before you actually jump into the cold right. pool kind of a is practice run sure it's like sticking your feet in the water okay and testing it out and not to mention i mean we've talked many times about how the reality never is quite what your perception of it is but at least it gives you some idea of what you're heading into Correct. when you go into the hospital okay yeah so i think when you are at that moment where you're sitting down with your caseworker mm-hmm. and you are starting to create your hospital plan. I think the best thing that you can do is ask your caseworker what other people have done in the past, Mm -hmm. what she or he has seen, what works really well. You know, different hospitals have different rules and regulations and how they do things and how they handle adoptions and gather all the information and then make an educated choice and know that regardless of whether you choose who's going to be in the delivery room and who's not going to be and how many minutes you want to hold the baby afterwards, you're going to make the right choices. And having faith in yourself and believing in what you're doing is the most important thing in the end. 
What I liked about building Arizona families is they didn't try to push me in one direction or another. I explained, you know, why I was interested in it and asked a lot of questions and they were open and honest, answered my questions very well. Um, for me, they were the easiest to work with and it just seemed like I had the best conversation. I was the most relaxed with them. Be open and honest with what's important to you and um, how you feel and what you're looking for and expect that same respect back to you. You've got to find an agency and people that are willing to address your own concerns and questions and make you feel comfortable because it's a, it's a tough process to enter in and you need to be able to feel like you can be yourself. The agency is very supportive and they are really there to help you with each step of the way. They just provide a lot of guidance when you need it most and they're very honest and transparent with the process. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112 or you can call our toll-free number 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing and started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or give you more information. You can check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. Adoption, written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me, Ron Rains. If you enjoy this podcast, rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, thanks to Grapes for letting us use their song I Don't Know as our theme song. Join us next time for Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.